Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand spanking new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we got a brand new guest. We've got a, uh, a Twitch streamer, a speedrunner. We got Freezy Pop. Hey, hey, everybody, how's it going? It's Freezy here. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, you're brand new here, so we get to play a little game, a game that we haven't Ooh. played in a couple of weeks. We get to play interrogations, where we get to know you a little bit better. You get it's uh you're gonna be giving us your favorite video game, favorite video game character, and favorite video game soundtrack. Okay, so my favorite game has to be Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, and at first I didn't like vibe with it as much, but after I replayed it a second time, I kind of understood that the main thing about the game was like exploring and like all the like funny stuff that like all the characters end up saying. And it just ended up being my favorite like game to ever play. And I end up playing it like once or twice a year, every year with like a new challenge. Do you like, like go for like the hundred percent, like do everything the game has to offer just play through the story. Uh, I just played through the story. I've actually never 100%ed the game yet, but I'm actually planning on doing that either later on this year for my birthday or to do it um, next year, like early into it. Hell yeah, dude. That's going to be sick. I still need to play Thousand... I've played bits and pieces of Thousand Year Door at my local airport. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I so... I would have that. So it's, I, so it's weird... Um, but if you grew up, if you know where I live, uh, which I think I've stated it or I've stated it in my Twitch chats, but if you know where I am, you would know, uh, there's a place in the airport that was like a kid's corner that you could go to. Um, it was before you have to like, obviously before you go through customs and, or like the gates to get there. It's just like off the beaten path. It's got, it's basically this giant kid's zone and there's like some space stuff there too. Like that's like the big, one of the bigger themes, but there were some video game consoles with game cubes. And I know it had two games that had Mario sunshine as one of them. And the thousand year door was the other one. Ooh, and that's my, ex- <laughs> yeah. And that was my experience with thousand year door was playing. I think through the first chapter at the airport on a GameCube that obviously it didn't auto save or uh, save at all. So, you know, the second year, and I think it like auto resets when it's like goes inactive after a certain time period as well. Oh. But that's my experience with Thousand Year Door. Ah, thanks. So you didn't get to play like most of it. So you're in for a treat once you uh, get to play the rest of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just have to, you know, buy the game because I am a GameCube collector at heart. And uh, it's one of the few AAA mainline Mario games I do not have for the GameCube. And I know it goes for a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's my favorite console of all time, too. And getting games for it is, like, so miserable because I have to spend so much money on them. Depends on the games that you're going for. But, yes, I absolutely understand the pain, man. 
I understand it. Like, I got lucky when I got two of my games. Like, I got lucky with I got uh, Mario Sunshine and Twilight Princess. Because I still got those. They were relatively, like... Well, I think Mario Sunshine is still double digits. But, like, Twilight Princess I got when it was still double digits. Because I know it can be triple digits at some places. Yeah. I think, like, some of them, like, even Melee... um Thousand Year Door is sort of approaching triple, but I think it's still like around like seventy or eighty. Like US. it's around like yeah, it's like seventy US, which is like ninety Canadian for us. Oh wow! So it's almost at triple. Yeah, it's almost like if you, again, depending on like if it has its manual still and all that stuff. Like I've seen it in triple digits. Still not as bad as Fire Emblem, but still, yeah, <laughs> Fire Emblem's way too expensive. So I guess I'll move on to yes. my favorite character. Uh, my favorite video game character definitely has to be Yoshi. Uh, I just grew up liking Yoshi. I liked his design. I thought he was like always cute. Uh, and I was like, this this like little dinosaur guy is like cute. He's really cool. I have to pick him in like every game now. Like even when I was like a little kid. Hell yeah. What was your first game with Yoshi? Was it Smash Bros by chance? Or, or did you actually play, or was it like Mario Party, or was it actually a Yoshi game? I think it might have been Mario Kart 64. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either that one or Mario Party 1. Ooh, Mario Party 1. I've, I have never played the original three Mario Parties. So the third one is my favorite. One is an experience, and then two, two is like one, but if it was like actually good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, it's because of Mario Party 1 that people had to say, hey, stop hurting yourself, kids. <laughs> they had to send out the gloves for the rotating minigames, and then that's the reason why they removed those from the game. Oh, yeah, God. What a time. Uh, and favorite game soundtrack? And my favorite game soundtrack? Um, that one's kind of hard. I would probably say... It's got to be the Sonic CD uh, Japanese soundtrack for me. Okay. Is there a difference between the U.S. and Japanese versions of the soundtrack? Yeah, the U.S. version, the Japanese version, their soundtracks are, like, completely different from each other. Really? I did not know that. The U.S. one sounds kind of more, like, action movie and, like, kind of terrifying for some reason. There, there's a few songs that are on there that are like, oh, this song is like really good. Like Sonic Boom, um, Starlight, I mean, Stardust Speedway is really good on the US one. But if you go to the Japanese one, it just sounds like a party the entire time. Oh, let's go. And it's like, whoa, this is so much better. I like this soundtrack. Hell yeah, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, that was interrogations. Uh, it's now time for us to move on to our headline of the week. And boy, do we got a doozy. It's the Five Nights at Freddy's movie update. Because the last time we checked in with this, uh, Scott Coffin and the team at Bloomhouse, they had uh, gotten the new director, Chris Columbus, onto the project. Well, uh, bad news. Uh, Chris Columbus is no longer the director, as he's not on the project anymore, and they are now in need of a new director. Uh, Bloomhouse has also gone on the record to say that Scott Cawthon is a little bit difficult to work with. Uh, Mostly because he has the final say on everything, because it is his property. 
that they are doing the movie on. Um, but this, there's a good and a bad side to this. Um, the good side about this is Scott Cawthon is like, hey, I don't want a shitty video game movie. Get me a better script. So at least, <laughs> at, at least it's like we're looking at it at that end. He wants to make this the best damn video game movie ever. Is it supposed to be like an actual like thriller or is it supposed to be like funny? I, I think it's supposed to be like a horror thriller. Okay. You know, like the like how the games are. Yeah, I didn't even know there was going to be a FNAF movie. Yeah, no, it's, this has been in the works where I want to say, I believe the rumors started about this movie or like it was just getting in development. Uh, when was it? Like 2015, 16? Oh, wow. Yeah. Five years later, here we are. <laughs> uh, or six years later at this point. Uh, yeah. It's still in the, the pre-production phase, but that's because it's also like a smaller team working on it. I believe with Bloom, like we're not getting like a huge studio, but like Bloomhouse still has its. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, they also have gone on to say that they are a long way from giving up, and they will eventually give us this movie. Um, another thing about this movie, which I probably should add, is uh, Henson. Jim Henson are the ones that are making the costumes for it. So the animal, tr- like I have said that before, when they reported that the when they make Freddy Fazbear and the animatronics, they're going to look really good. Like we got like some of the best puppeteers out here making the fucking animatronic costumes. They're going to be fucking amazing. And I'm going to be extremely terrified watching this movie still. Absolutely. That's what I, you see, I want to see this trailer and be like, there's no way I'm seeing that in theaters because it's too scary. That's what I want. (laughs) Because then it's like, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, I definitely need like a pillow to hide under to watch scary movies because those are just not my style. Yeah, I I just don't do scary movies. I rarely do scary games, but uh, we have entered Spooktober now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) Your boy might have promised some spooky games is booked over. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thankfully, like my spookiness maybe only goes to like phasmophobia, so it's not the worst. Okay, that's at not least, that bad. At least I can be scared with friends. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best part about it is getting scared with friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was the headline of the week. Uh, I get. I I, I, re- I can't wait till the day we finally get a trailer for this. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, 100%. With that, we're going to move on now to the week interview. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And this is where we take a look back at uh, some of the game releases, the game news, TCG news, and board game news of this past week. And uh, starting off with some of the games that came out this past week, we had... Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed come out. That came out on like everything. This is essentially what people are call- dubbing like the next Trackmania type esque game. You basically race Hot, Wheel- Hot Wheels cars on customizable tracks that you're able to build yourself, post online, share with the world, and just race. It, it looks cool. Go fast, e- eat ass. That's what Sonic says. <laughs> Uh, we also had, for sports heads out there, FIFA 22 drop, the next game of uh, roster updates. 
and uh, soccer for, uh, sorry, football for the European people out there. And uh, uh, lastly, if you pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition, you got access to Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania uh, this past Friday. And uh, both me and Freezy did. I gotta say, I, I, it's, it's good. Amazing. I've been enjoying it so much. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's good. It's different. Because it's done in Unity, not the original engine, but obviously that original engine is kind of hard to come by after like 20 years of uh, stuff. And obviously it's outdated, so they used Unity, which made some stages a lot easier and some stages a lot harder. Yeah, I've run into some of the hard ones like late in the story mode. Yeah. Yeah, they feel almost impossible yeah uh world eight which was notorious even back on the monkey ball two days uh because basically they just took the campaign from monkey ball two and that's the story mode it's the same story mode just like not like uh fully 3d animated cutscenes like super monkey ball two did uh it's more of just like hey here's like a little recap of like the story just done in pictures and stuff like that which is fine by me. Like, I don't care. I, if you played the original Monkey Ball 2, you know the story by heart if you just replay it. Of Dr. Bad Boots come to steal the bananas. I, I and the crew are going to stop him. And hijinks ensue from getting eaten by a whale to stopping Dr. Bad Boon from turning all the bananas to curry flavor to getting shrunk and going into his laundry and stopping a bunch of robotic I.I.s in a factory. Truly a wild adventure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's great. Uh, I've been playing some of the party games. They're pretty good, too. And I just actually recently bought like a huge bunch of items from all the points that I got. I have all the characters. I unlocked jumping. Um, I just need a couple more of the game modes. And I have, I'll have everything. Nice. I'm getting kind of close. I just have to get all the like the rest of the clothing. I got like half of them so far. Nice. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait to see more. Uh, if you are wondering, Morgana, Hello Kitty, and there was also a third DLC character that they're going to be releasing. They are not in the base game. They will be released separately as DLC. I don't know if they're going to do like if you got the digital deluxe version, you just get them or whatnot. So hopefully they don't have to they don't charge people who did pre-order the better the higher version of this game more money sega don't do it please <laughs> please don't do it uh with that we're gonna jump into our video game news of the week and in the world of video games uh starting off the game awards they're ready to come on back they're happening december 9th and will be an in-person event let's go uh, the first, well, well, yeah, one of the first of many, uh, which is super exciting. Jeff Keeley, of course, your host, w- will be back revealing world premieres left, right, and center, as well as uh, giving out awards for 2021's best games, which honestly, there's a lot to pick from this year that I don't think it'll be too one-sided. I, I, like, thinking out loud... Has there been any game that seems that could be very one-sided this year at the Game Awards? Uh, thinking about it, I don't think so. So there's going to be a lot of competition this yeah, year. Absolutely, I think there is definitely going to be a lot of competition this year, which is great because uh, last year was pretty one-sided. 
Yeah, I remember that one being that way. In some acquiration news, Sony has acquired the Demon's Soul remake studio, Blue Point Games. So now they are a part of Sony's ever-growing collection of game studios. Uh, fun fact, if you didn't know this about Demon's Souls, uh, the people who remade it are not the same as the original developers. Do you know who the original developers were, uh, Freezy? Um, I feel like I should know, but I don't know, unfortunately. It was Atlas. Of oh, all really? De- it was Atlas of all developers. Wow. Yeah. And some PC debut news. Monster Hunter Rise is making its PC debut in January. So finally, the PC players can get a hold of the, that Monster Hunter game. Nice. And some blame on delayment news, but honestly, don't blame the man. He's uh, done nothing wrong. Kratos' voice actor, Christopher Judge, has blamed the delay of God of War Ragnarok on himself. And the reason that he says that was in a tweet. He said in 2019 he had to undergo back, dual hip, and knee surgery as he was having some huge issues walking. But honestly, bro, no, don't, like, yeah, we get that, but dude, it's fine. No, take care of yourself, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's some intense That's a like, lot surgery. of surgery. Like, like fuck, we'll, don't we'll blame yourself, understand. man. <laughs> I, we understand, bro. Like, holy shit, take care of yourself. Holy crap. But he's doing fine now, so fuck. Good to see <laughs> fucking... I've, for that much surgery, man, yikes. I mean, I feel awful for him, and I really... It really makes you want to say... Uh, with like me, I it's like man, I need to go work out more. <laughs> get, just get back in better shape, like so, so you know you don't have to undergo so many surgeries late in your life when you're like getting close to that deathbed. Well, like I'm fine, I'm still healthy, I just can't move. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want to end up like that. Yeah. Uh, in Game Rumors, a tw- new Twisted Metal game is reportedly in the works, which would make sense as Twisted Metal is getting that new TV series with Anthony Mackie very shortly. Ooh, sick. And trending game mode news, Roblox's new hot game mode are all about the hit popular Netflix series that is taking the world by storm, Squid Game. The games include the one that's shown the most, obviously, is the red light, green light, where if you're caught moving, you get shot. Have you seen Squid Game, by the way? I have not seen Squid Game, but I've been hearing so much about it and that I should watch it from, like, everybody now, and I feel like I have to at this point. Uh, it is on Netflix. It is both available in sub and dub. They did dub the series, and if you do watch it dubbed, it does have the voice acting talent of Greg Chun. Hmm, nice. Uh, in League of Legends news, uh, League's Worlds, Worlds is coming up, Worlds 2021 is coming up, and to promote it, uh, they got Paris, the band, on for the song Burn It All, with the brand new music video animation to go along with it, all to promote the Worlds 2021. Awesome. So if you're a League fan, uh, the bi- it's almost time. It's almost time for you to sit on that couch and watch a bunch of people play probably one of the most boring games on Earth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I do not see the appeal of League. I just cannot see that appeal. 
like as an esport, I kind of see it because like the teamwork, like doing it like as a, uh, as a team, like I get that and I can kind of see the appeal of that. But man, the game itself is just so dry. The only thing I ever hear about League is just like how toxic it can end up being. Yeah, that's, that's kind too. of what kept me away from it. That too. Uh, in more Netflix news, uh, Netflix has acquired uh, the developers of Oxenfree Night School Studio. As uh, I know that it was reported that Netflix was going to be working on video games soon. Uh, now they're making some acquisitions of some indie game studios to help them out with that. In beta news, Battlefield 2042's open beta is arriving next week, October 6th to 9th. I believe if you... I can't remember if it's like something special, but you, you can get a couple extra days by doing something special. I don't remember if it's like if you have a certain membership of a kind or whatever, but like you get like an extra two days, I believe. But yeah, that's happening. So if you want to play in the new that new beta, which I, I'm going to say Battlefield 2042 looks fucking crazy. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer at E3 and it looked pretty interesting. I didn't even know. I forgot that the beta was coming this soon. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of betas, real quick, uh, if you're one of those lucky few people, Halo Infinite is. I mean, it'll have happened already when you're listening to this. But Halo Infinite's beta just wrapped. Another one of their betas uh, just wrapped up. Uh, Freezy was a part of it. Yep. Cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, when we're recording this, it hasn't happened quite yet, but uh, when you're listening to this, it'll have already passed, so there's that for you as well. In some theme park news, which I'm excited for, Super Nintendo World Japan, they're expanding already. They're adding Ooh. a Donkey Kong area that should be Let's ready to go. go by 2024. Let's go. I haven't even been to the original park, but I'm so excited. I am so excited. I can't wait when they bring it to Orlando because they are working on the Nintendo World Orlando as we speak. I think the Donkey Kong area, I think I heard that the ride is supposed to be like a minecart roller coaster. Which makes and, sense. And I remember like calling that when uh, the park got announced i was like there's no way a dk minecart roller coaster is not going to be a ride there. oh absolutely i just can't wait when they just sell literal bananas <laughs> there's gonna be a cart of just like plain bananas and you're gonna spend like it would probably be like a hundred yen for a banana honestly but still be funny shit <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a dk banana it'll be special. a dk banana no it's just a regular <laughs> banana they just ripped off the dull sticker it's just a banana <laughs> uh in lawsuit news, the big Activision Blizzard one, we've got a conclusion coming to it. Uh, Activision Blizzard has agreed to the $18 million settlement in their lawsuit, as well as a bunch of other terms and legal jargon that you can read up on on Polygon, PC Gamer, or any other gaming news website, as this has been covered extensively. So yeah, it's finally coming up to a close with them paying out uh, the things. Wow, that's so much money. It is a lot. Uh, in some sad cancellation news, Evo's 2021 exclusive in-person tournament got canceled. No. Uh, thanks to COVID concerns. So, uh, another casualty, probably one of the last COVID casualties that we'll see, though. Uh, and we'll have more about, uh, about in-person events uh, later on in this episode. And some Twitch news... 
They've added new account verifications to, that you can implement into your chat to help uh, combat the hate raids and the bot raids. So you can now add uh, if you can now add if people want to chat in this room, they need to verify their phone number and email beforehand. Which honestly, that's fine with me. That makes sense. I think I have both of those verified already, so I'm ready to go. Yep, and you only have to do it like one time, and it's just they never ask you again. If you're smart and you don't like bots, fucking do it. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, more Twitch news as well, they've also teamed up with Warner Music Group. They're going to be getting some, from what I believe, they're going to be getting some music rights that you can play on stream without issues. That's what I've been like looking into, and I was like wondering if they're going to be like, like super well known artists, or are they just like kind of like. Well, I mean, here's like the thing: um, I don't remember, but there's another record label that uh, basically said, "Hey, here's our fu- here's a list of songs." Fucking basically, they they put out like a fucking discography of stuff that's like, yeah, this stuff is DMCA free now. We won't oh, wow. fucking come after you. Um, my boy Nick Rule, who's been on the podcast before, he has a whole fucking playlist of literally everything that this record label put. And it's like we've got some like good bands, like like if you're a fan of Japanese music, Cole uh, Crossfaith is on there. Um, you've got uh, some. There's a lot of rock stuff, and it's fucking. I love rock. It's like a, some hard rock, some metal. It's it's mm-hmm. good shit, man. It's good shit, and oh, you can play sweet. it without an issue, no issues whatsoever. It's dope. Nice. It's a good step. In Amazon gaming news, Amazon Games New World launched, and it's been a pretty popular launch, uh, so much popular that servers uh, couldn't handle it for a short time, but they've got that resolved. Uh, But fun fact about the game, you cannot name your character two specific names. Those names are Amazon and Bezos. (laughs) And you can't even, like, even if you, like, have the... If you spell Bezos with a three and a, and a zero, it still won't count. No combinations allowed of the two. Um, so those are the two... You just can't. You just can't. Which is kind of they, funny. They've covered all bases. They've covered all their Bezos. <laughs> In some brief logo news, Bandai Namco have a brand new logo, and it's uh, kind of dull, honestly. Like it's not it's they're removing the orange entirely. It's actually just kind of like very twitch esque where it's like in a box, a black box, and it's just Bandai Namco. Dull fonts, dull everything. Looks clean, but not it's not it's not any not as creative. Just like lost all his like personality. Yeah, very much so. Uh in some Konami news, we got two big Konami stories. The first, their eFootball is uh, now the worst-rated game on Steam ever. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's bad. But in some other Konami news, there's some rumors circulating that they're working on a couple new games, including a new Metal Gear Solid game without Hideo Kojima, which we saw what that did, and we got Metal Gear Survive, so I'm not, oh, I, I don't have my hopes up for that. Uh, a, a new Silent Hill game, which, again, no Kojima. So don't know how that'll work. And a new Castlevania game. So at least one of the three will probably be okay. Hopefully. <laughs> There's been some shit Castlevania games as the years went on, I believe. 
Hmm, would this Silent Hill game uh, live up to uh, PT, though? No. <laughs> no. No, it won't. It's Koji- there's no Kojima. Kojima's what made Konami good. The only other good part about Konami is that they own Yu-Gi-Oh. That's it. I didn't actually forget they own Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, that's the only other good thing about Konami is they own Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and some horror game news. Bloober Team... They've teased a new Layers of Fear game, so we'll probably see something come out probably close to Halloween for spooky season. And lastly, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins had its second trial version drop for the PS5 and Series X. And uh, some game reviewers got to got their hands on it, shared their thoughts on it. You can read those on the wherever you read your game reviews. Uh, its full release is on March 18th. And uh, in the world of TCG... Pokemon news, uh, Fusion Strike, that's getting close, about a, a little less, a little more than a month away to Fusion Strike's release on November 12th, and GameStop, they're going to be distributing a special Jumbo Storlax VMAX promo card uh, very shortly, so you can go to your local GameStop to get a dope little Snorlax, if you like Snorlax, that is. I don't have a Snorlax card yet, I might have to. Well, there you go. In the Yu-Gi-Oh! world, we got the Cyber Strike Structure Deck coming on the 14th of October, and the Legendary Duel Synchro Storm coming October 29th. In November, we got the Burst of Destiny and the Grand Creators Booster Box come uh, in the Grand Burst of Destiny in November and Grand Creators Booster Box in December. Hidden Arsenal Chapter One in January. The Karibo Collection Accessories in February. And the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy also in February. And imagine the gathering news. Innistrad Crimson Vow uh, is the second part of the Innistrad expansion coming. That releases online November 11th and the full release on November 19th. And in the world of board games, Steam Forged Games is working on their third Resident Evil board game with Capcom and will be on Kickstarter October 26th. Ooh, sick. Let's go. And that is the Weekend Review. Any thoughts on anything from that, Freezy? I'm pretty excited for the new, for Fusion Strike, for sure, for Pokemon. Uh, Especially since I just got back into collecting Pokemon cards again. Especially after collecting a bunch of Evolving Skies and getting my favorite Pokemon, Umbreon, out of that. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty much it I'm excited for, for that. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, well, in that case, then, we're going to move on to what's coming out uh, this upcoming week that you should get your hands on. The This is what should be on your radar from October 4th to October 10th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And starting off on the Monday, no releases on the Monday, but Tuesday we got a plethora of games the Alan Wake remaster comes out on everything but the Switch. Hell Let Loose comes to the PS5 and Series X. Jet the Far Shore comes out on the PlayStations. Lego Marvel Super Heroes comes to the Switch. The, one of the big games this week, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, comes to everything. As well as yeah. the full release for Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania for everything as well. BPM Bullets Per Minute comes to the PS4 and Xbox One. Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, comes to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. 
On Wednesday, Art of Rally comes to the PS5 and PS4. On Thursday, Far Cry 6 comes out on everything but the Switch. Which, uh... Poor Switch. Uh, I mean, yeah, but also, like, I, I didn't realize Far Cry 6 was this close. Neither did I, actually. Age of Darkness Final Stand comes to the PC. Lightbringer comes to the PC and Switch. And Moonglow Bay comes to the PC and the Xboxes. And lastly, on Friday, all of these come out for the Switch. Tetris Effect Connected, Knockout Home Fitness, and Metroid Dread. Woo, let's go! Uh, so P- I know that people are excited for a lot of those games. Uh, we've got... Uh, it's a good week to be a gamer, but also a bad week if you buy literally all the big releases. You got the Owl Wake Remaster, uh, which couldn't come at a better time because it's a good spooky game for your Halloween fix fix it fixture. Uh, you got Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, the new s- platform fighting game. Yeah, and I think... Um, today they actually, um, showed a trailer for Toph in, um, in the game as well. Oh, let's go. And she looks, uh, pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Banana Mania, if you haven't gotten it already from the digital deluxe version, pick that up too. If you played the Monkey Ball games growing up, cause it's a good time. Uh, Far Cry 6. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Far Cry 6 looks like it's going to be set to be the best Far Cry. It's looking good. Like, they've got this... You've got this really good villain. You've got this really cool world. Uh, and what looks like to be a really cool story. So I think we've got, like... I'm saying it. I think we got, like, the best Far Cry here. And, like, I know that people are argue... Uh, I know that people say Far Cry 3 is the best one. But I think we got something here with Far Cry 6. Yeah, I've heard 3 is, like, amazing. But if 6 is rivaling... Is, like, being a rival of that, I might have to check this one out. And obviously, Metroid Dread, like, people have been waiting years for a 2D Metroid game. Uh, what defined the Metroidvania genre. And we're finally getting a new Metroid game, so I'm sure people are excited. People are excited for that. I'm so ready to see more story that takes place um, after Metroid Fusion. Because it feels like it left it off at a moment where you can kind of just say, like, I wonder what happens next. And we've been waiting since, I think, 2002 or 2003 when that game came Roughly, out. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, we've been waiting almost 20 years for, for um, like, a what happens next. And here it is. It's finally here. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what should be on your radar. It's now time for us to take a look at some of the big things that we want to talk about this week. Here's what we're discussing this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to kick us off, Freezy, why don't we show our first segment? Basically, what we've learned recently um, is that TwitchCon is actually returning in 2022. And it's going to be happening um, in July in Amsterdam first. And then in October in San Diego. And yeah, it's basically going to be the first uh, TwitchCon back since the since like COVID has been happening. And I'm pretty excited, uh, especially um, after becoming like a streamer during mostly the, during the COVID times. I'm kind of excited to actually go 
to an event like TwitchCon just to see what it's like. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's people are excited for it. I'm sure that a lot of streamers were definitely missing it this year. People were missing a lot of real life events to go to uh, because of COVID. But it's finally happening. We're getting something new, uh, something fresh in not just one but two TwitchCons. So that way the Europeans don't have to fly all the way out to America and uh, they can have their basically their one in Amsterdam. So that's very nice too. Um, have you, uh, so on a scale of one to 10, how excited for you are on twi this TwitchCon returning and just in-person events coming back as well? For me, it's honestly got to be like a nine or 10. Uh, I've missed going to things like conventions, um, smash tourneys, um, just like visiting like friends and everything and just being able to like have that being like almost a definite possibility happening next year, like just makes me so excited. Yeah, it really does. Like I have been to one con event and the sad thing is it was when I was still going by my old username of gaming ace back in my old old podcast where people if people know uh if people listen to that old shit show of a podcast they know uh, but it was the uh what was it it was the medicine hat comic con held within the core of the medicine hat college and i got i'm, I'm gonna be honest well it was nice to get like invited as like because i got to speak on a panel there while oh, it was cool, while it was really nice to get invited, and it was like good people who did the event and all that stuff. Man, there was uh, not a lot there vendor wise. I think there was like a guy with a three D printer printing off things. Um, a couple other merchandise people that were kind of just uninteresting, and uh, I mean the cringiest part of all of it was that there was a panel called my hero academia pajama party and i'm just like oh no that's a that's a that's an interesting one all right <laughs> I, I didn't go to that one i'm glad i did not go to that one um <laughs> yeah it, it was something like, the cool part was they um i don't know is it, did, you, did you ever watch total drama island growing up yeah, I did. So did, how, how far of that did you watch, like, all the seasons of it? Did you drop off anywhere, like? Um, so I watched I watched the first season all the way through. I watched most of the second one. I watched most of the third. And then I think I watched, I think it was Revenge of the Island. And then the one with, um, they, the one where the campers returned and they were in, like, teams of two. I watched like most of that. One. Oh, okay, okay. So you watched that was uh, the, oh, that was their Amazing Race spinoff parody. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. You you watched Revenge of the Island, which is the the one that I'm getting to. So, uh, Dawn, her voice actor from Revenge of the Island, uh, her her voice actor got to be there, and I got oh, to cool. she she was hosting like basically she was like the big attraction at the con. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so it was about voice acting. It was a cool, cool, cool panel to be on. Uh, oh, she also voiced um, fucking oh, who was it? Pan from Dragon Ball GT. Oh, wait, Goku's really? grand Goku's for the for the Canadian dub. 
Because, the, the, believe it or not, the Canadian and the American dub are completely different. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you're Canadian and you watch Dragon Ball GT, she was Goku's granddaughter. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, GT. I still wish some things were canon, but uh, all of GT as a whole, unfortunately, is, is not canon to the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah. I think the only cool thing about it is Super Saiyan 4. Yeah, pretty much. Where they go monkey. <laughs> they do go to monkey. Why is it Goku and Monkey Ball? He's part monkey. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with this. I would love to play as Goku and Monkey Ball. Absolutely. Um, but back to the topic at hand. What? Are, well, that's some. That's the only con I've been to. What about you? What have you been to for con wise? Have you? What have you been to? So most of the cons that I've been to were actually for Smash tourneys. Um, so the ones I've been to are Super Smash Con and MomoCon. Um, and both of those, I was honestly there for the Smash side of things. I did explore a little bit of like MomoCon because they had like a like a set off like area like only for vendors. And there was a lot of really cool things like pers- like you can have your GameCube controllers like designed personally for you. They were selling like old games, and I didn't get a chance to look at those. But I really wish I did. Yo, yeah, that's a, that's the a reason I want to go to uh, more cons. Like, uh, sadly, I didn't go to my city's main con this their comic expo this year. But it was also pretty limited this year, especially because uh, my province's cases have spiked. Is Mm. it's so bad that our government is implementing a state of emergency for us. And it's just like, Oh boy, lovely. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to do the same thing happened to our con. And, um, that was actually supposed to be happening, um, next month. Well, kind of a con, but, um, DreamHack Atlanta, uh, ended up getting canceled because of, um, I think mainly because of the Delta variant, and they just didn't want to take any chances. And I'm always excited for DreamHack Atlanta because that's usually around my birthday. And that's something I love doing. And then just hearing it got canceled, just, just like, this sucks. <laughs> now i got to wait till next year. Yeah, definitely does. But you know what? Hey, at least it will happen next year. Like, let's, we're, we're at the end. We're almost in this endemic phase. We're looking good. It's yeah. looking up. You know, just uh, get vaccinated, folks. <laughs> get vaccinated, smile. <laughs> and stay safe out there, too. And stay safe, absolutely. That's the other thing. Um, regarding events that are still happening this year, if there are any, do you have any concerns about that? Or even going into next year, do you have concerns about the events? My main one is still... Um just like COVID in general, because like, like even though you can end up being vaccinated, like there's a chance that you can possibly still get COVID even with like the Delta variant. And that's one thing I'm afraid of because you're going to have like, you're going to end up having like a bunch of people in one like closed off area. And the chances of that happening of like somebody getting COVID can still be like up there. So that's my main worry. And then like, other than that, just like, being safe while traveling, that's all. Yeah. Uh, one of my big worries is being packed in an elevator with a bunch of uh, smelly Smash players. <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> Go shower. 
<laughs> I had to make the joke. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's it's fun. it's too funny not to not to make. Uh, but no, COVID is still really the big concern. Uh, even for me, even though next year like is looking more up, uh, I still think that I I feel like if they go one more year on the masking, I of like be, having it like mandatory, I think we'll be fine. Um, thoughts on DwitchCon itself? Um, that is what the big thing. Uh, anything you want to see at TwitchCon twenty twenty two? If are 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 you going to be like booking a ticket when you can to go down, or are you gonna wait and see if you can go down? I'm probably gonna wait and see, but I'll be completely honest. I'm probably just gonna be stubborn and just go ahead and get a ticket immediately. Uh, the main thing I really want to see is just like all the, like the new friends I've made like through like Twitch online, Smash Journeys, and everything all in one area together again. And, like, there are some people that, like, I've met through Twitch um, streaming, being in streams that I haven't gotten to meet in person. And I feel like we've made, like, we've become, like, great friends. And just being able to, like, hang out in person will be, like, amazing. And then just obviously seeing, like, panels of, like, it's, like, popular streamers getting, like, like tips and stuff about how to improve, like, my own stream and just, like, Learning about other people's, uh, learning about what other people stream as well. I can't wait to see uh, Ludwig tell us that. Uh, go watch my video, Scrubs Lamau, Easy Money <laughs> at his channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think it would be cool. I don't know if he would. I, I, I think he would do it because I think it would be a cool thing. Is if he does Mogul Money live uh, at uh, TwitchCon. I think that if he's still doing it, that is. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be a cool thing to see. I wouldn't blame him if he just did the actual go uh, watch my video Lamal and that was his panel. That was, that, that's it. That that's it. Yeah, ba- <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, because he has a video explaining like how to be a good Twitch streamer. So, like, does he need to say more? <laughs> I mean, that is something I feel like Ludwig would do, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I also can't wait to see the offline TV panel. And then somebody uh, in the crowd screamed Pokemon Thick! Oh, and then boy. get escorted <laughs> off TwitchCon. <laughs> and be respectful, everybody. Just be respectful. Look, I know she's thick, but you can't say that. Not to her face. I don't know. You have anything else to add about in-person events? Because I feel like we've covered a, a good chunk of it. Ah. Uh. I guess the only thing I would just bring up is just like being able to like visit places that I've never been to before. Um, just definitely like gives me a chance to like travel more, especially since TwitchCon's being in San Diego and I've never been in California. So oh, you're be, going uh, to the San Diego day. one? Shit, I go to the Amsterdam one. <laughs> <laughs> I should just go to both. I should, yo, I, honestly though, it'd be kind of cool to visit Europe and go to Amsterdam. That would be cool. But it also, like, nice. I know nothing about foreign countries. Help. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I need to plan this out for like a year if I'm going to a foreign country. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, but no, <laughs> it'd be cool. My only issue with TwitchCon is. I, I, I God, I I would love to go. 
trust me, I would love to go and meet up with like everybody that I fucking met online through this podcast and through streaming. It would be so cool to go, but I have a job. <laughs> yeah. Getting like time off for that. Like, I feel like you just have to like plan like super far in advance just in case. And like, even then some things could like come up. Anything else to add? Um, I think I'm good off this one. Okay. Um, in that case, then we're going to move on to our second topic, which, oh boy, do we have, did these drop out of nowhere? The new Pokemon Legends Arceus and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl got some new trailers out of the blue. They're looking really good, too. Oh, yeah, looking good. Uh, starting off, let's start off with the Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl reveals. The first big thing, the Poke Edge is returning, which was something I was very like, how are they going to do it? So what they're going to be doing is putting it in the top corner of the screen and Essentially, you probably hit one like the one of the bumpers or the triggers, and it brings it down and allows you to interact with it, sort of like uh, a secondary menu of sorts. Uh, the dowsing machine will be returning, the step counter, party viewer, clock, uh, and also a brand new feature, which also confirmed another thing: HM moves are returning. Let's, uh, not HM moves. But I don't, they're doing it very differently. Where I think it's like they're being saved into the Poke Edge once you get one. And if you interact with said thing in the open world and a Pokemon can know that move, it just does it without you needing the HM slot. Really? I think that's, that's how it looks. Do not quote me on that. I don't know if that's actually how they're going to do it or if they're just going to go back to teach your Pokemon the move and it's just a shortcut. Yeah, I didn't know if it was, like, the way they did it was if you have a Pokemon, like, in your box or in your party that knows, like... Okay, here's the thing. If 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 it could be a Pokemon that's in your box, fuck, they've made HM moves better. Because all you gotta do is catch a Bidoof and you're fine. Yup. I love how when they were showing off the HM moves... All they showed was Bidoof and the barrel. Except for Fly, which they used Staraptor for. They know they know exactly what everybody catches Bibarel for, and everybody catches Bidoof for. Yep. I mean, Bidoof and the Bidoof Bibarel can learn, like, what, six of the eight HM moves, or seven of the eight? Yeah, they can learn six of the eight. Yeah, because they can't they learn can Defog, learn... and they can't learn Fly. Yep. I wish they could learn Fly, though. I wish they could learn Defog, because, I mean, like, I still like having a Flying-type Pokemon in my team. I usually use one per playthrough anyway. Yeah, it just sucks that, like, there's, like, one or two areas where, like, well, technically, default's not necessary. It just, it's essentially, like, playing through that one that one or two area with, um, let's say, yeah, with hard mode. Essentially, just everybody has, like, a double team boost is what you're playing at. Yeah, which is a no bueno for me. <laughs> it's just not fun. So just... Go ahead and use Defog so you can just play the game normally. Um, Poffin making is also making a return. So you can now cook some Poffins and make your Pokemon feel cute. Let's go. 
Uh, adding on to that, Amity Square behind Heart Home City is also returning, but it's been upgraded. You cannot you can, now you can walk with all six of your Pokemon in Amity Square, which is dope. That's dope. Like you cannot tell me that that isn't cool. I think that's actually going to be a fun feature. Just walking around. like people love having the the Pokemon behind you feature, especially in um, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And that's coming and back for they, this as well. So that's still Chef's Kiss. And now you can have a whole party of six walking around with you. It's going to be amazing. While the area is limited to Amity Square, though, um, they are adding another new thing in Amity Square: more Poffin making. But you can make it with your pole party Pokemon there. Uh, and lastly, they showed off uh, some other returning trainers. Cheryl and Riley, the two two of the, I think, five wandering trainers that you can meet out in the world. Uh, Cheryl, who appears in the Eterna Forest. And Riley, who appears out on that island just north of Cinnabark City. If I'm remembering my city's correct from Sinnoh. I think so. Is it north of Cinnabark? Yeah, or is that snow point? No, no, it's north because it's you have to take a boat to the island to meet Riley. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, I think it's Canalot. Canalave, Canalave City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Cinnabark? Uh, I think you're thinking of Cinnabar Island. Cinnabar. From... Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Uh, but yeah, they're <laughs> returning, and they also showed off Gardenia's gym. It is sticking to the the format of Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl's theme of Gardenia's gym, not the flower clock clock that was in Platinum. So it's just the classic forest maze that was in Diamond and Pearl, and not the really cool flower clock in Platinum. Yeah, which is kind of sad, but you know what? It is showing that these are really remakes of Diamond and Pearl and not Platinum. It looks like they're still taking like small features from Platinum. Yeah, like adding more fire Pokemon, which is like the main thing people were afraid of because back then our only fire types were Chimchar and Ponyta. But now you can like find more fire Pokemon in the underground. And apparently there's, I think the city called Floroma Town, there's an NPC um, only in Platinum that gives you the item to go find Shaman or turn shaman oh, into shaman sky yeah the grisadia flower they they give you the the grisadia flower that turns shaman into the thing yeah and i'm just hoping that that means there's going to be a built-in shaman um shaman event into the game if it's built in that god bless if they build in the shaman the dark right and the arceus events god bless god bless because if they do that because we, we're already getting the manaphy egg back like that's, oh, it's already confirmed. Oh yeah, it's it's been confirmed on their website for like since the last Pokemon Direct. Oh, it, wait, they just didn't talk about it, but they show it's on the website. Oh, that's why I didn't hear about it. Yeah, they they said nothing about it, but if you go to the website, it's like the Manaphy is back, and you're like, <laughs> Manaphy, let's go! Fucking finally, because the only leg- other legit way to get Manaphy back in the day was to buy Pokemon Ranger, complete the game. Enter a secret button input, play the mission, and then transfer it into your Diamond and Pearl game. It's so much work for one. And Pokemon. then breed it. Yup. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's everything they shot off for the, in the new Diamond Pearl trailer. 
And the new yeah. Legends Arceus trailer that also dropped. We got a whole bunch of new shit. Uh, first, they showed off gameplay while riding the new Pokemon mounts, Weirdeer, Legion, and Braviary. All looking dope. You can catch Pokemon while riding the Pokemon, which is really cool. That is so cool. <laughs> uh, we got to meet some new characters, the Wardens, who help protect the Pokemon nobles. Uh, you have Mai and her Munchlax, Iskin, Iken, Iskin. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's I S C A N. I'm just gonna call him Iken for now because I feel like the <laughs> S might be silent. Because I don't think they would name the boy Iskan. <laughs> uh, you have uh, I, I was uh, Leanne or Lion. I don't know how you pronounce that one because it's L I A N. Again, weird spelling. They better make an anime special so we learn how to pronounce this shit. Uh, oh, if we get an anime special of this, this would be fantastic. And we also got to meet Arizu, uh, who looks a lot like Team Galactic Mars. Yeah, that one's actually really interesting. I mean, I mean, uh, what was her name? Cybelle or Cyrell, who's one of the people for the the Team Galactic, which is like in this game. They're basically Cyrus's ancestor, and the head honcho of it is Rowan's ancestor. Yeah. It's just kind of cool how, like, it's looking like, for me, so I've always thought about, like, having a Pokemon game where you play as, like, a Team Rocket grunt, and, like, you work your way up to being, like, the leader of Team Rocket. This feels like, you know, like, the origin stories of, like, Team, uh, of, like, Team Galactic being, like, of, like, essentially being good, but, like, as time went on, maybe, like, something changes, like, maybe during the game. A man named Cyrus came along and was like, I want to be God. Yeah, pretty and much. Everyone's <laughs> just like, bro, chill. He's like, no. <laughs> um, We also got to learn a couple new things about Jubilife Village. Uh, some character customization, outfit customizing, custom our custom our back out new customizable outfits are back. Photos, take your photos with your Pokemon, and of course shopping for shit. And then lastly, we learned about the Pokemon Nobles, which I'm assuming are gonna be like certain boss milestones that you have to do. And we got to meet the first one, another brand new Pokemon, Cleavor, a rock bug type. And an evolution of Scyther. I am actually pretty excited for Cleavor. Uh, especially, like, Scyther. Like, Scyther line is, like, an amazing line of, like, bug types. Like, being so powerful. This Cleavor has, like, the same, like, typing as Shuckle. And everybody knows about Shuckle. Shuckle being, like, doesn't give a fuckle. <laughs> Shuckle is the boss Pokemon of, like... I don't die. Yeah, Cleavor is can do damage, and instead of, and uh, I really like the naming convention because if you take a look at the Scyther naming convention, you have the Scythe to Scizor, which is scissors, and now Cleaver, Cleavor, Cleavers, which is yep. I, I really like it. It's a cool, it's a very interesting design. Um, I still don't know how I feel about it. It's it's very jarring seeing it for the first time. It's weird seeing like. Something in the Cypher line without wings is the one yes. thing that I don't yes, like. Very much so. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting to say the least. And you know what? I'm just, it's, 
they're really starting to be like, hey, I know you want to buy your game. <laughs> buy your game. Buy it. Buy it. We know you want to buy it. <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm hoping that Cleavor is going to be good because I feel like we don't get a lot of good rock-type Pokemon and good bug-type Pokemon. And the uh, Cleavor being both of them and like being like fast or like extremely powerful and fast at the same time would be amazing. Yes, 1,000%. It's super exciting. Um, what are some other thoughts you currently have on the Pokemon games that are coming up and coming? So I already know that they confirmed that you can transfer Pokemon from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl over. So we're going to get some like like Ambipom, um, I think Magmortar and Electivire aren't in like Sword and Shield. So you can transfer those over. The only thing I'm wondering is so are, is it new, like is it like sort of shield transferable or just Pokemon Home transferable? I think it's just Pokemon Home transferable. So you bring them the Pokemon Home and then you can take those from Pokemon Home and put them in your Sword and Shield game. That's if they update Sword and Shield to update their po- their Pokemon that you can bring in. Yeah, I'm also wondering: Are these just going to if like Cleavor, Basculegion, Weirier, uh, Braviary? Um, and like the new Growlithe are just going to be only for Arceus or if they are, if they're going to make those transferable to the new game. I feel like what they might do is they might make the Pokemon that are in Arceus transferable into diamond and pearl. Ooh, that would actually be kind it, of, it would make sense too. Cause we're going to ancient Sinnoh. And so they are technically Sinnoh Pokemon. So why not? I would be okay with that. Yeah. I want to be able to use them in other games. Definitely, because I, with Legends Arceus, it's not really a game where you can really do that much with them. You'll catch them, and sure, you can battle and walk around this giant open world with them. It's not like it's not the same as going on a journey through a region collecting badges with them. Yeah, it just feels like one of those things. Like, all right, we have them. It's like, okay, now what? It's like, well, you can admire them. It's like, yeah, like, put them in a battle? box for the rest of your life. Ah, yes, with the other, like, 300 I caught. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. I just, all I want, I I think I only need, like, five more Pokemon for my uh, living decks, and I'm done. Oh, wow. I need Deoxys, because I fucked up and sold my Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire before I got home. And so, I yeah, so I can't get the fucking free Deoxys that the game gives you. I need Arceus, Shaman... Man, uh, and Manaphy, and I need, I think it's Meloetta and Hoopa, and that's it. I forgot how to get Meloetta, and I forgot how to get Hoopa, but I think Manaphy, Shaman, and uh, Arceus might be covered for yes, you next year. Yes, absolutely. Those three are absolutely covered, and uh, I think Deoxys will also be covered if uh, Oaks, uh, thanks to a special Twitch streamer called Oaks Lab, as long as they do diamond and pearl stuff where they basically it's like, Hey, you want a Pokemon for competitive use, but you don't know if you want to actually go out and catch it. You can basically trade for a Pokemon that of your desire that as long as it's in the game and, uh, it's basically hacked Pokemon in a sense. But, uh, I, I will say it. It's helped me get a couple Pokemon. Hey, it's still a resource. It's still, it's still a resource, and they're going into my box to be admired. 
That's it. I'm, I, I don't play competitive Pokemon to care enough. I just want to catch them all, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I play competitive Pokemon in Gen 4 and in Gen 6. And I played a little bit of Gen 8, but it, I can say that, like, it can be frustrating that, like, a game that you for sure know you won was, like, lost because you missed Fire Blast one time. Oof. And you can't. You just can't help it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add on Pokemon? Nah, not really. I'm just excited for the game to come out. I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, November and January. That's when they come out. Let's go, It'll November. Be, I, I am excited. Hopefully, I'll be done all my other games by then. <laughs> Same here. Uh, in that case, then it's time for us to move on to the lighter side of this podcast. And the wacky side, it's, of course, the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting us off on today's bonus level, we're going to the community corner. And we got one question from our audience today. Uh, From Mr. Stu, do you prefer remasters or remakes? I personally like remasters more because remakes, um, I don't know. I feel like remasters just take like pretty much the exact same game, put it together and maybe like update like the graphics a little bit to make them a little bit more HD and maybe add like one little extra thing to it. And remakes is just like remaking the whole game and it's probably going to be something that you're not used to and it could probably end up being like a negative in that sense remaster you already know what you're getting it's just going to be the same game i think honestly i'm very i very much lean towards the remaster as well but i do that's because remakes are very can be very hit or miss yeah like Taking the re and like so games that were rebuilt from the ground up, I consider Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated a remake because they had to use a completely new engine. They had to rebuild that game from the ground up. While it is still a one to one scale of what the game used to be, the physics engine isn't as nice as the original one done by Heavy Iron Studio. Yeah, it's still fun and everything, but it definitely. It does not give me the same feeling as like the OG Battle for Bikini Bottom did. Yeah, um, but then on the opposite end, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a phenomenal fucking game. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's very hit or miss for me. On Like, while remaster is a safe way, sometimes remasters don't do enough either. Like, does it, is it, does it really look HD? Yeah. I guess the only... Uh, I was going to say, the. I guess the only thing is just, like, remasters is just, like, there for anybody who missed the chance to play the, like, original version of the game. Yeah. And it's most, I guess most of the target audience would be the people who are the big fan of the games. So I do understand people getting, like, upset that nothing changed. This is the exact same game. But it, it is just a remaster, so I guess we are literally getting exactly what we expected. 100% true. Um, That's it for the Community Corner. Uh, Yeah, uh, if you want to take part in the Community Corner in the future, you can uh, check out my Twitter where I post, I try to tweet out a thing and say, hey, give me your questions. Or you can join the official Tony's Game Lounge Discord and submit your questions in the specific uh, tab there. 
moving on to top five on the theme of Pokemon. Top five Pokemon who should get a new evolution or pre-evolution. Alrighty. Alright, I got a list for this one. Alrighty, let's hear it. Alright, so started off, I think the one that I really wish got another evolution was Jinx. Because with like Jinx, Electabuzz, and Magmar, those were like those were like the three like Pokemon that were all put together, like the ice type, the fire type, and the uh electric type. And they all got pre-evolutions. And then in Gen 4, um, we got Electivire, Magmortar, and then nothing for Jinx. So I feel like it's only fair that Jinx gets like like its third evolution in the line, just to like be in line with this. Yes, I cannot wait for Jinxie Minaj. <laughs> Uh, it's the other one I'm thinking of. I'd probably say Delibird because I feel like Delibird like doesn't really get a lot of love. Like, even though it's like you know the Santa bird, but like, what if he like became like full Santa? Santa sack, I choose you. <laughs> Fun fact: the the sack that Delibird uh carries is actually his tail. Oh shit. Yeah, it's connected to uh, his back. God damn. Wait a minute, so how is so but he pulls presents out of there. So where do the presents come from? That's a good question. Let's not question it actually. I think one that I want to see a pre-evolution of is Kangaskhan. Uh where you, you um play as the baby and then it evolves into Kangaskhan somehow. And then like you have to have like another another um another one of the babies in order to fusion evolution basically like that because sort of like sort of like um uh mantike and remoraid how you need a remoraid in your party to evolve mantike yeah exactly yeah we did get like a taste of like having the baby actually like fight with a mega kangaskhan and everybody knows how like much of a monstrosity that Pokemon was that it had to get nerfed in the next generation. <laughs> yeah. One of them, this one is like a double, but Plusle and Minin. I think if we had one where they evolve into their multiplication and division counterpart would be really funny. Oh, uh, fucking, what would they be called then? Times and divides in? Division and multiplion <laughs> uh, not, hey uh, those are better than what i came up with so i'll take it now uh, they're probably they're probably honestly saving the idea for gen 9 when they need a pikachu clone yeah exactly it's the it's definitely the rule of thumb you gotta have a pikachu clone yep because you get you got the og pikachu then you got pichu then you got plus plus only minun then you got patchy risu then you got what was the fifth gen one? <laughs> oh, emolga emolga Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then six was Dedene. Uh, seven was Togunamaru or Mimikyu, whichever one you want to give that one to. And then Gen 8 was uh, Morpico. I love Morpico. I like it as a dark electric type. Yeah, I love that typing. And then I guess the other, the last one I want, even though we have a bunch of them, uh, a new Eevee evolution. Yes. Uh, the only ones I can think of that I really want is a flying one, a dragon one, or 
honestly a normal yeah uh, so my number five actually was a normal ev evolution uh because it just makes sense like what if you just want to keep ev normal and turn it into Evion? because let's be real that's probably what it would be named that's exactly the name i was actually gonna say too <laughs> and i think like a lot of fan art for it has also called it Evion. uh but that, that's my number five going into my list um my number uh four is I, I would love to see a um oh which one is it? I would like to see Whalelord get an evolution of all things. Oh you, you already have Big Whale, but what if it was bigger? He would just destroy the earth. Exactly. There's only <laughs> one of them and they call it uh Whalosis. He would be like the, the megalodon. He just lives He like, just lives in the at the bottom ocean. of the ocean. It's like you encounter one, it's just like oh shit because it takes up the whole screen. You don't even see anything. You just see it. They would just have to make a rule in this show. It's just like, all right, you can use any Pokemon you want. You just can't use him. He's just too big. He's too big. <laughs> uh, that's my number four. My number three uh, goes back to Generation 1, where I'd like to see an evolution to Taurus. Ooh, that would be really cool. Pretty. Van- I, I've also noted I've been pretty vanilla with just some normal types. As of currently. Um, but my <laughs> number two uh, would either be is a pre-Evo and an Evo for Dredigan. I would actually be okay with either one of those. I just hope he just gets more speed, if anything. Nah, keep him slow. That's how I like it. <laughs> I want my slow dragon. I remember not being a fan of his design at first because it looked like it was like bits and pieces of Pokemon put together, and they just made a dragon out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like. Oh, he's things. red and he's blue here. Just put them together. No, you know, that is what they did, though. <laughs> um, and lastly, my number one desired Pokemon Evo or pre-Evo. I want a uh, a baby Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito is <laughs> the best Pokemon. <laughs> I would be. I would love a baby Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, no, in all honesty, though, I would like a, a pre-evolution to Ice Q. Oh, that would be cute. Because it would just be a penguin. We don't, we don't get like we don't have many penguin Pokemon. Like we have the Piplup line, Ice Q, and I think that's it. So I want more penguins. I want more Poke Penguins. More Pokey Penguins. More Pokey Penguins. And, it, and you can have Danny DeVito voices cry. Because it's a penguin. <laughs> can we just get voice actors to voice all the Pokemon's cries? I mean, if they didn't do it with Detective Pikachu, I doubt they will. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday Pokemon will have the casting like the Mario movie. With Chris Pratt as Charizard. And <laughs> Charlie Day as Venusaur. <laughs> It's Seth Rogen as Primeape. And Danny DeVito as Pikachu. No, Danny DeVito's Pipluff. <laughs> I could actually see it. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm a Pipluff. Look at me. <laughs> I'm going to go dive into the trash now. Every time I just hear Danny DeVito talks, it's just so funny. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, that's our top five for this week. Moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past. On Monday the 4th, 2009, Wii Fit Plus was released on the Wii in North America. 
Let's go, we fit. On the 5th in 1992, Nintendo released Final Fantasy Mystic Quest for the Super NES in the United States. On the 6th, 1990, Sega launched the Game Gear handheld video game system in Japan. Its original price was 19,800 yen, and launch titles included Columns, Pengo, and Super Monaco GP. Wow, I actually remember Columns. <laughs> I have no clue what Columns is. It's just like um, it's like another puzzle game that they made. Um, I remember we had this um, Sega Genesis thing um, where it just had six uh, games on there. And one of them was Columns, but I mainly played Sonic because I wanted to play Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, the good <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, on the 7th, 2009, Atlas released Demon Souls for the PlayStation 3 in North America. And that's uh, that's how I knew that fact from the beginning of the podcast, because fucking research. Let's go. <laughs> On the 8th, 1999, Duke Nukem Zero Hour was released for the N64 in England. Oh, wow. <laughs> On the 9th, in 2007, Sony announced a price drop for the PlayStation 3 in Japan. Uh, it, w- it went from... Uh, it was uh, dropped to 44,980 yen for the 20 gigabyte system and 54,980 yen for the 60 gigabyte system. And lastly, on the 10th, 1992, Nintendo released Metroid 2 Return of Samus for the Game Boy. You know, just in time for almost the anniversary. Yeah, for, uh, just a little out. two days later, two days after the fact. Yep. Uh, the achievement of the week this week is in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It's the hardest trophy in the game. It's uh, called Complete Conquest, which is to complete all missions, not courses, missions. Ooh, that sounds so difficult. So, yeah, the fun thing about the game, there are missions in the game, and they suck. Uh, Some of them can suck, especially for hard stages that have their own individual missions. Yeah, just look it up. There's a lot. Uh, the game of the week, I'm going to give that to Metroid Dread, but I'm also going to give it to Far Cry 6. That game has been hyped up incredibly well, so I'm going to give I'm going to share the spotlight for those two games. Uh, and with that, Freezy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. A pleasure. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at FreezyPopFP on both Twitter and on Twitch, which is FreezyPopFP, F-R-E-E-Z-Y-P-O-P-F-P. And also at FreezyPop uh, on YouTube as well. And of course, you can find me over at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch and Instagram, as well as Radio Tony on Twitter, uh, where we post basically daily except Sunday. Sundays are the days we don't post but we post every other day uh, with either highlights, posts about the podcast and much more. You should go follow those uh, and uh, also come watch us when we're live because we're going to play some spooky games in October maybe some Minecraft maybe some Distance which I was gifted by my mod and it's a cool speed game Woo, let's go Freezy, thank you once again for coming on, my dude. Yeah, thank you so much, Sony, for having me. Hey, man, it was a pleasure. It will definitely have to have you back on down the line. 
Awesome. I'm so down to be back on. Uh, with that, thank you, the listener, for coming coming on in and listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week right here with a brand new episode back in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates. <laughs>